the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. First Thessalonians chapter 5 is where we're going to, um, that's what they said, Jenna, please don't fire her today on her birthday. <laughs> we're going to start in First Thessalonians chapter 5 today. And as you saw in the broadcast title for the episode, we're talking about why you need three-dimensional victory, why you need three-dimensional victory. And uh, I'm going to unpack that in a minute if you don't know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's so, so vital that you receive three-dimensional victory. We're going to talk about what it means and then how you can obtain it. As we run into 2020, which I believe is going to be the greatest year we've ever seen in the body of Christ, you're going to need three-dimensional victory uh, without question. And uh, the Word of God teaches it. I'm going to show it to you, and then I'm going to show you how to access it by the power of God. But um, we're starting in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And then let me read you a few verses of scripture, starting with verse 16, and we'll end with verse 24. Okay, so listen to this. The Apostle Paul, finishing his letter to the Thessalonian church, says this, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything and hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now, here's the part I want you to see today. It is the 23rd verse of 1 Thessalonians 5. You ready? Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24, he who calls you is faithful and he will surely do it. So I want you to see that again. He said, may your entire, may may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. So here it's talking about the completion of your being, the completion of who you are. So what does he say? May, uh, keep you completely your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless. You see that at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you to notice this. The spirit of God does not just want our spirit to be blameless, but he wants our spirit and our soul and our body to be kept blameless waiting on the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Three-dimensional victory. Three-dimensional victory. Um, I tweeted something this morning I'll talk about in a moment, but in three-dimensional victory, we're talking about the three aspects of who you are. Every person on the earth is a three-part being, a three-part being. You are a spirit, That's first. Number one, if you're taking notes, pop these things in the comment section. Number one, you are a spirit. That's who you truly are. That's the part of you that will exist forever is your spirit man. And we'll get into how the other other two parts of you, but the, the, the eternal you, the real you is the spirit part 
of you. You are a spirit. So if you're taking notes today, I want you to write it in the notes. Number one, I am a spirit. I am a spirit. Number two, you have a soul. I am a spirit, but number two, I have a soul. Number one, I am a spirit, but number two, I have a soul. And then number three, I live in a body. I live in a body. Number one, I am a spirit. Number two, I have a soul. Good morning, Ted and Ashley. Number three, I live in a body. Those are the three things you need to see today. The three parts of your being. You are spirit, soul, and body. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. And so the three-dimensional victory that I'm talking about dealing with today is how God's victory and how his power hits every part of your being. And that has to happen. See, and one of the things, and as I mentioned a moment ago, I tweeted earlier today that there's a, there's a big problem because many people only focus on one and sometimes, majority of the time, only two parts of their being. And another part suffers. Another part suffers. If you only focus on one part of your being, two parts will suffer. If you only focus on two parts of your being, one part will suffer. And God doesn't want you to leave out parts of your being and miss out on the victory that you can have in the other parts of your being. So I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Three parts of you. And so there's victory available for each part of your being. And you've got to focus on that. You understand? Because see, God, God loves you so much that this is how he created you to function and to be. And if any one of those parts, now this is the important part. If any one of those parts of you is out of function, is out of sorts, is not operating or functioning properly, you will miss out on what God's called you to do. And you'll miss out on your peace and your joy. And you'll miss out on the blessings that God set aside for your life. So you've got to have the anointing of God functioning in every part of your three-part being. Let me break them down again. I am a spirit. So the spirit man, the inner part of the man, the, the, the part of you that you cannot see, the, the one that is eternal, the one that is never-ending is on the inside of you. But then number two, your soul. We say, I have a soul. But the soul, if you want me to break, the, break that down, the, the soul is made up of three things, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your soul. And many times people use the, the term soul interchangeably with spirit, but they're not the same thing. Your soul is not your spirit. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. The soulish realm. That's what we call the battlefield, where the enemy really attacks you and tries to come after you in the soul realm. And so you understand your spirit man is eternal and renewed by God when you're saved. Your soul is the part of you that has to be continually renewed by the power of God. The renewing of your mind. It's so vital that the renewing of your mind is taking place on a daily basis. And then finally, your body that you live in, the temple of the Holy Spirit, the flesh, the thing that everybody can see, what you look at in the mirror, it's your body. But that part of you also has to be taken care of 
maintained and brought under subjection. So there are blessings that are for every part of your three-part being. All three must be maintained. All three must be cared for. And all three must be closely monitored. Okay? Let me say that again so that you catch this. All three must be maintained. And I want you to put that in the comments. All three parts must be maintained, comma, must be cared for, and also must be monitored. Must be maintained, must be cared for, must be monitored. Why? Because every part of you can take on its own life and try to bring division to the other two if you're not careful. And I'll explain to you what I mean by that in a moment. But if you let all three parts of you rule, then you're, you'll start. You'll be in such division and chaos in your life that you won't experience the victory God has planned for you. Uh, if you don't know this, let me explain it very clearly. Every part of you wants to take control. If you've never heard anyone teach this before, and I certainly have not, is that every part of you wants to take control. Every part of your three-part being wants to lead you, wants to lead you. So I want you to hear this today. All three parts must be maintained. All three parts must be cared for. All three parts must be monitored. Why? Because each one of them has a role that they're supposed to be playing in the life God created you to have. However, if you allow the wrong areas of your life to lead your life, it'll bring you into chaos. It will bring you into destruction. It'll bring you into division. It's not God's plan. God's plan is that you prosper. His plan is that you walk in strength and health and focus and vision and accomplish what he's called you to do. So let's break this down. Uh, the apostle Paul made it plain when he wrote this to the church uh, in Thessaly, this is the this is the word that he said. He said that you've got to be sanctified completely. So that means that all three parts of your body can be sanctified, can be sanctified, can be holy, can be set apart. And so the Bible says that your spirit, soul, and body can be kept blameless. People don't believe that. I promise you, people do not believe that in this generation. If you told people now that you can live a life where your spirit now, most people would agree with you. Well, yeah, you know, I believe that my, my spirit can be blameless. You know, it's renewed. It's saved. You know, I got saved. You know, I, I believe my spirit can be blameless. But if you told most people that you can keep your mind blameless and that you can keep your body blameless, they say, no, brother, you know, no, no. Not till we get to heaven, brother. Not until we get to heaven can we really have a blameless mind and a blameless body. But that's not what the Bible says. Paul told the church in Thessalonica, he told them that he can keep your whole spirit and soul and body blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he can come back and find a blameless church, blameless in their physical bodies, blameless in their minds, and blameless in their spirits. So let's break this down. All three parts must be maintained. All three parts must be cared for. And all three parts must be monitored. And some of those things that you hear, you say, well, man, that sounds, that doesn't sound very spiritual. That sounds more practical than anything. Well, see, God is not, God's not just, a, you know, a spiritual God. He's a practical God. Meaning that if he wants to see spiritual results in your life, he'll give you practical action steps that will bring you into spiritual outcomes. 
You see that? God will give you, and that's what the word of God is full of. God will give you practical, actionable steps that will take you into spiritual outcomes. Spiritual outcomes. Spiritual outcomes. You know, shouting doesn't seem spiritual, does it? To raise your voice and shout unto God. That doesn't seem spiritual. It seems like a very natural thing. My voice is natural. My body's natural. And for me to just lift my voice, ah, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. That doesn't seem spiritual, but it's a spiritual step. And here's why. It was a command of God. So watch this. Anything that is a command of God has spiritual implications and carries spiritual power. This is huge and most people never catch it. Anything you find in this word that is a command of God is a a spiritual force that carries spiritual power. You know, it's like when you go and read the story about the walls of Jericho falling down. You know, that sounds, you know, and I've watched guys on the History Channel. It's so funny to me. You watch these guys on the History Channel or other places that try to explain away (laughs) the supernatural miracles of the Bible. Well, brother, if you understand what really took place on that day, you know, in the same way that an opera singer can sing at a high pitch and shatter a wine glass, you know, there were so many people that day that were, uh, you know, walking around the walls of the city and they shouted at a certain frequency and that frequency of sound got into the stones of the walls and began to crack and shit. No, it's, that's ridiculous. If you study uh, history, you'll know that the walls of Jericho were so thick that at the top of them, you could run chariot races with chariots side by side by side, running races around the wall like NASCAR, like literally like a NASCAR track could be on the top of Jericho's walls. So don't tell me that these people started walking around these big walls and started at the right moment shouting at the right frequency and the sound waves got in. No, it was a supernatural thing. Shouting is natural. But when you shout as commanded by God to shout, now there is supernatural power packed into your shout because you're obeying a command from God. And when you obey a command from God, it gives supernatural power to the practical thing that you're doing. So when you obey God's word, it might seem very practical, but because it's obedience to an eternal word, and as Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I give you, they are spirit and they are life. So all of God's words that he gives unto you are spiritual life. And when you obey them, spiritual power comes upon your actions and produces a supernatural result. So even today, when I tell you some of these things about your three-part being, you can say, well, bro, that sounds very, very practical. It doesn't sound spiritual at all. Sounds like, but no, it is, it is when you understand it was commanded by God, it takes on spiritual aspects. It takes on spiritual power. Anything that you do in obedience to an instruction from God is supernatural. In fact, I want you to write that in the comments section today, whether you're on Periscope, YouTube, or Facebook, anything I do in obedience to God's word is a supernatural action. Hey, by the way, back to name brand LaCroix again. Praise God. Name brand LaCroix. Why won't that focus on that? Bothers me when it doesn't. Focus. Name brand LaCroix. All the generic stuff's out the door. Thank you, Jesus. The store was restocked with name brand LaCroix. (laughs) 
Anything I do in obedience to an instruction from God takes on supernatural power. Doesn't matter how natural it looks. Shout. Okay. I'm going to shout and walls are going to come down. Here's another one. Raise up your staff. Lift up your staff. Well, that's not a supernatural action. The only reason Moses' staff being raised to God was a supernatural action was because God commanded him to do it. And the moment he lifted it up, the moment he lifted it up, a supernatural thing began to take place. It's not because you're holding up a stick. Anybody can hold up a stick, but the oceans aren't going to part unless God commanded you to do it for that purpose. You know, same with Paul. The Bible says handkerchiefs and aprons were placed upon his body. And when they were taken off of him and laid upon the sick and the demon possessed, they were healed and delivered. Well, it's not that cloth heals or, or cloth delivers because if it did, anybody wearing clothes would be healed and delivered. It's that when you did it under the instruction of the Holy Spirit, something supernatural has to take place. That's the power of God. So there's three parts, three parts to every being. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. This is three-dimensional victory that we're expecting. So what are we talking about? I must have victory in my spirit. I must have victory in my soul. I must have victory in my body. Three-dimensional victory. I've got to have victory in my spirit, victory in my soul, and victory in my body. And I'll start with the spirit because... Uh, seemingly the spirit is the easiest area to have victory. Why? Because when you get saved, the Bible teaches your spirit man is made new. We know what the Bible says. Second Corinthians chapter five and verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. So the moment you get saved and accept Christ's sacrifice and his blood, then your spirit man becomes brand new. It's powerful. Becomes brand new. And that's not the end of it. And this excites me that that's not the end of it. Because God's got more of a plan to keep you new than just one time when you got saved. I want you to see this. The Bible teaches us that there are that there are things happening to you on a daily basis. We can I could read you scriptures and quote to you scriptures like this where the Bible says that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I could read to you scriptures like this, his mercies are new every morning. Um I could read you scriptures like this. Matthew chapter six, Jesus told his disciples to pray, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. So God doesn't just expect you to be renewed once. You understand? He expects you to be renewed daily, daily. And I want you to take this and write it in the comments section. I want you to write this. God has a daily blessing for me. God has a daily blessing for me. Put that in the comments. God has a daily blessing for me. No question about it. A daily blessing. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter four and listen to verse 16. We're talking about the thought that uh, your spirit man is renewed every single day. This is part number one of 
uh, three-dimensional victory, your spirit man. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16, it says, we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. So you understand that God is renewing us every single day by the power of his spirit. So it seems like the spirit is the easiest part of you to be renewed on a daily basis because God is doing the renewing of your spirit, man. So take a minute to share. If you didn't, uh, when you got back, please share it because uh, people need to jump back on. And uh, and I'm gonna finish this thought. Uh, Three-dimensional victory starts in your spirit, starts with your spirit, man. And so I want to encourage you today that there are things that you can do to stir up your spirit and to keep your spirit strong. Number one, you can read the word of God on a daily basis. This is spiritual nutrition that really will affect all three parts of your being. But we know it affects your spirit because the Bible says that the word of God is spiritual life. John 6, 63, I quoted it earlier. Jesus said, the words that I am giving to you, they are spirit and they are life. So this word contains supernatural life-giving spirit for your spirit man. And when you ingest the word of God on a daily basis, you are putting spiritual life into yourself on a daily basis without question. Number two, the Bible says that when you pray in the spirit, that you are edifying yourself in the Holy Ghost. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 14. When you pray in the spirit, you are edifying yourself in the Holy Ghost. So there are things you can do to stir up your spirit, man, on a daily basis. But this this point that I made earlier, I want you to keep this in mind and don't ever forget it, is the thought process that every part of your three-part being wants to take control of your life. Every part of your three-part being wants to take control of your life without question. Your spirit man wants to take control, but also your soul, your mind, that at the very beginning, that every part of the three-part being, number one, must be maintained, number two, must be cared for, and number three, must be monitored. Every part of your three-part being must be maintained, must be Uh, cared for and must be monitored. The reason for that is because every part of the three-part being needs maintenance to stay strong, to stay in the place where God created it to be. Number two, it all needs care. If you don't take care of each of the three parts of your being, they can go into ruin or disrepair which we'll talk about in a moment. And then finally, they need monitoring. And the reason that they need monitoring is because they're always changing. There's always something happening. There's an ebb and a flow to every part of your three-part being. Your spirit man has to be monitored to see where it's at. Where are you at spiritually with your spiritual strength? Where See, because spiritual strength fluctuates, if you didn't know that. Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus and said to them, Uh, he said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's because it's possible to be weak in the Lord and in the power of his might. So what was Paul saying? Number one, know where you're at. The reason I'm commanding you to be strong is because many of you are weak. Number one, recognize where you're at. And number two, take steps to change it. So there's got to be a monitoring. I have to know where my spirit man is. I have to know 
I have to know where my hunger level is. Is it staying where it needs to be? Is my hunger where it needs to be? Is my fire where it needs to be? Is my zeal where it needs to be? Is my praise where it needs to be? See, I've got to monitor my spirit man and know where it is at all times. See, you can't know whether you're doing well or not. You can't know even if you have victory or not. If you're not constantly monitoring yourself and seeing and feeling and discerning where am I at currently in my walk with God. So it must be maintained, cared for, and monitored. So number one is your spirit man. And that spirit man is renewed day by day with the word of God, the spirit of God, prayer. God touches you every single day. I love what the Bible says in in Matthew 6. I quoted it a moment ago. Jesus taught his disciples to pray, give us this day our daily bread. So there is daily bread available for you every single day that you're alive. Without question, there is fresh bread available to you. Number two is your soul. The second part of you, many people call this the battlefield area of your life because it's the area that governs the things you say, the actions you take, all these different areas of your life. They are governed by your mind. And if you don't let your spirit man take control, then your mind will take control. I'm going to say that again because it's so important. If you don't take control by the spirit man, your mind will or your soul will take control of you. Something's going to run you. It's going to either be your spirit, your soul, or your body, but something will lead you in your life. And so the soul being the battlefield, the reason I say that is because the devil doesn't have access to your spirit man. He can't destroy your spirit man. You are in covenant with the almighty God in the spirit. And the devil has no access to that covenant. So he has to come in through deception. And deception affects your mind, not your spirit. That's why you can discern that things are right and wrong, even if you don't know in your mind they're right or wrong. You can feel that they are. You can feel a leading about what you should and shouldn't do, even when you don't know all the facts. Why is that the case? Because your spirit man can see things that your soul cannot see. And so your soul is the place where there's a battlefield because the enemy is bringing deception to your thoughts and to your, uh, your imaginations, which is why Paul encouraged the church to take every thought captive and make it obey Jesus Christ. Take every thought captive that exalts itself. So what happens when, when those thoughts, when those deceptions come, you put them into a prison and make them your prisoner. What does the, what Paul encouraged the church? He said, set your mind on things above. So notice this, you are empowered to set your mind. Your mind doesn't set you, you set it. Your mind doesn't set you, you set it. You set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. And so I want you to catch this with me today, that as you set your mind on what's pure, what's holy, what is of a good report, you think on these things. The reason being is because you could choose to meditate on things that will destroy your mind, things that will cause you to get into fear, depression, anxiety, unbelief. And then what happens is, as you think on those things, they become the things you say, the things that you constantly think about are the things you begin to say. 
And when you begin to say them, those words carry power to perform and they can begin to perform the wrong thing rather than the right thing. See, because your words carry the same kind of power as God's words, because you were created in his image and in his likeness. So you have the ability to walk in the power of God by speaking the word of God, not speaking what you say, or excuse me, what you see or what you hear from others, but you speak what the word of God already has said. And by doing that, you walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. So you have the ability to control the second part of your being, your mind. Three-dimensional victory is what we're talking about today. Three-dimensional victory. And it brings you into this place of overcoming in every area of your life. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So you'll, you'll experience the realities of what you believe to be true by what you think, which ends up being what you say and what you do. You see, so there is, if your spirit is not running your life, your soul will run it. And many Christians are being run by their soul. Many of them being run by their soul. What do I mean by that? Well, they make choices and say things and move to different places and take jobs and based upon what they see in the natural rather than what God told them. They're living carnally, not spiritually. And if your spirit's not leading you, your soul will lead you. And you'll be led around by only what you can see in the natural, by what you can hear in the natural, by what you can think in the natural, not by the mind of God and not by the mighty spirit of God. If you remember, even all the way out in Oklahoma, every gas station was jammed with cars. In that emergency situation, people were afraid and they said, you know, I got to go fill my car with gas. I don't know. We may have to travel. I was getting text messages. You better go get gas. You better make sure you have plenty of supplies, all this stuff. And um, so I'm sitting there and I I go, I said, oh, there's the gas station by my house. I got in line. It was a, a really long line. And this is back in the days when gas was 99 cents a gallon. And uh, when I got to that line, the people that owned the gas stations weren't stupid. They had already hiked the prices up to like $5 a gallon, (laughs) which nowadays would be like if gas was $15 a gallon, $15 to $16 a gallon. And uh, they'd hiked it up to $5 a gallon. Well, I'm sitting there and... uh, I'm just in line like, thank God there's going to be gas for me. There's going to be gas for me. Finally, I pull up to the pump, get out, and I start pumping. Thank God there's gas left for my car. And I'm pumping gas, just throwing my money away. $5.50 or whatever it was per gallon. And when it was normally 98 cents where I live, and pumping, pumping, just throwing my money away. And I got all my gas full. I went back to to my apartment. I was so happy. Oh, my goodness. Thank God he provided for me. And then I went out the next morning getting ready to drive back to school. Drove past the same gas station. You know what it was? Gas was back to 98 cents. I could have kicked myself. No line, gas is back to 98 cents. And I sat there in fear. You see, what did I do? I didn't take actions based on the leading of the Holy Spirit. I didn't take actions based upon what I felt in my heart. I took actions based upon fear of what was happening in the nation. Fear of what was going on, what I could see, what I could hear what I could sense in the natural. So what did I do? I jumped in and started, I lost all that money. And it wasn't a lot of money, obviously. It was gas money. 
But I believe the Lord allowed me to see that as an object lesson to never again. That's what he, what I, what he spoke to my spirit after that day took place. Don't ever again take and make decisions or take actions based upon what you see in the natural rather than what you feel in your spirit. You'll always lose out by basing your actions and decisions on the natural rather than hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit and following his leading. And see, that's what happens. If your spirit man does not lead you, then your soul will lead you. If your spirit man doesn't lead you, your soul will lead you. And that's why you've got to be very careful not to let your mind and your will and your emotions and your emotions and your emotions and your emotions. Why? Because there's so many people led by their emotions. They think they're spiritual. They're emotional. They're emotional and they're led by their emotions. And it's dangerous because people who are emotionally led can never be consistent. You know why? Because emotions change, but the word of God stays the same. When we take depressed the next, if you allow your emotions to run you. And so if you take actions based on what these say, then you're always going to be different. People are going to have to walk on eggshells around you just to make sure you're in the right uh, frame of mind to have a conversation that day. Up one day, down the next. I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm freaked out. See, and it's not scriptural and it's not spiritual. We're not to make choices and decisions based upon our emotions, our mind, our will. We make decisions based on what the Holy Spirit leads us as believers to do. Number one, by the written word and number two, by the spoken word that we hear from the Holy Spirit. Because no matter what, you can uh, read your Bible all day, every day, but that's not going to tell you who to marry. You can read your Bible all day, every day. It's not going to tell you where to go to university or what career path to take or where to live or where to go to church. All of those decisions that pertain to you will have to be received by the voice of the Holy Spirit who is here to lead you and guide you into all truth. So spirit-led people are the ones that please God. Spirit-led people. Don't allow your emotions to run you. Don't allow your mind or your will to run you, but allow your spirit to run you. You have victory in your spirit realm. Number two, you have victory in the soul realm. So how do you take victory over your soul? How do you take victory? I'm going to give you a few practical aspects, as I said at the beginning, to take authority and, and have victory over your soul or in the soul realm. Number one is what I said a moment ago. Take every thought captive. Don't let the thoughts run you or make your decisions for you. Take those thoughts captive. If they don't agree with the word of God, take them captive and make them obey Jesus Christ. Casting down imaginations, the Bible says. We cast down imaginations. How do you step out of that feeling of worthlessness? By knowing that you're not worthless, you're priceless. And I don't care how I feel. I don't care what others have said to me. I don't care how I was raised. I don't care about any of that. I don't sit there and receive deceptions. I take those imaginations and I cast them down. I'm not worthless. It would be impossible for me to be worthless. I am priceless. I won't be depressed about being worthless. I won't be anxious about being worthless. I won't be suicidal about being worthless because it cannot be my story. I cast that down and I receive what the truth actually says. I am priceless.
the price or the value of something is determined in a few different ways. Number one, by its rarity. Number two, by the value that was placed in it. See that? By the value that was placed in it. I heard a great illustration one time uh, that I'll share with you. Very, very powerful. There was this, uh, I believe it was a Japanese artist. I think so. There was a Japanese artist who took pottery. I thought this was such a cool thing. Google it and see if you can find it today. It took pottery. And what the artist would do is put the pieces back together that were broken. And then where there were cracks, the artist would fill the cracks in with gold and let the gold be the glue that kept the broken pottery back together. Well, then the the pieces that he's created as art, the broken pottery that's now put back together with gold as the seam that keeps the pieces together begins to sell for tons of money. Well, why is that? Well, a few reasons. Number one, because they're rare. Number two, because even though it looks like a broken piece of pottery is worthless, watch what he did. Took the gold and filled in the cracks, asserted value to that piece. Just the fact that the gold Matt knows what I'm talking about. Just the fact that the gold was added to the piece, that alone added value to it. But then the rarity of that artwork added value to it. And watch this. Something that could have used to have been looked at as, as, as worthless was now very, very valuable. The same is true with you. Before Christ, you were worthless and a broken vessel. But notice what God did by the anointing, poured himself into you. The gold, the precious anointing of the Holy Spirit filled every place of you that was broken and repaired you and caused you to be a new creation. That thing never existed before. It was a new creation. That artist took old broken pottery and took gold and put them both together as a new creation. That didn't exist from the beginning. The artist made it. And the fact that he made it created value in the peace. And the same thing is true. And the word of God tells us we have this treasure hidden in earthen vessels. The treasure is the anointing. The treasure is the gold that's on the inside of you. It would be impossible for any believer to be worthless when God's anointing has made them priceless. Think about that. You can't be worthless. You're priceless. So when an idea comes to you from the enemy, I'm worthless. You cast that imagination down. You take that thought captive and you declare what the truth actually is. I could not be worthless because God's made me priceless. That's the anointing of God. I could not be worthless for God made me priceless. So you take authority over your mind and then you renew your mind. With the washing of water by the word, as the word of God says. Let this word wash your mind as you read it. It has a, It's a cleansing agent, the water of the word. Let it cleanse your mind. Let it renew your mind. And then by prayer, you begin to thank God that you have access to the mind of Christ. 
I have the mind of Christ. I couldn't be stupid. I couldn't be stupid. I've got, I'm, I'm divinely intelligent. Why? I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. You start talking like that. There's no way. I can't have a learning disability. I cannot. Learning disabilities cannot touch my mind or my children's minds. They don't have learning disabilities because we have the mind of Christ. We can learn anything. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. We can learn anything. He teaches us all things. We can learn anything. You see what I mean? And so you understand it's impossible for me to be less for Christ has made me more. Hallelujah. It's impossible for me to be less for Christ has made me more. And so there are steps you take practically to take control of your mind. And then finally, let me say this before we close today is that you've got to have victory over the third dimension, your body, three dimensional victory, victory over your spirit, victory over your soul, victory over your body. You know, this body is called the temple of the Holy Spirit, the temple of the Holy Spirit, which means that this is the house that the Holy Spirit lives in. A life-giving spirit lives in your body, the Holy Ghost, which means that this body has to be curated. This is the house of God. I've got to take care of it. You know, growing up as Pentecostals, we heard a lot about different types of sins, you know. We grew up hearing about drinking, and we grew up hearing preaching against smoking and doing drugs and rubbing snuff and chewing tobacco and, you know, all the adultery and fornication and, you know, all these different things. We heard teaching and preaching about all those different things. But you know what we rarely heard, if ever, was teaching on keeping your body healthy, <laughs> and it was act, and people would act like, well, it was not, it's not that important. It's just your body. It's fading away. It will perish one day. The real thing, brother, is to keep your spirit, man. And Paul did write to Timothy and say, bodily exercise only profits a little, but godliness is pro- profitable unto all things. So it's funny, though, because people like to use that verse to say, well, see, that, that means we don't have to take care of our bodies. But that's not what it's saying. Paul is making a comparison between godliness versus exercise. Well, of course, if you compare those two things, exercise is only going to seem like it's moderately uh, important or not, maybe not even moderately. Well, that's because you're comparing it to um, godliness, which Paul said is profitable in every area of your life. Godliness holds profit not only in this world, but the one to come. godliness will cause you to profit in your body, your mind, your spirit, your finances, relationships, every area. Whereas exercise only affects your physical body and and most, most likely, according to most doctors, your mental state as well. But that's only two areas of your life that are gonna benefit from exercise. So yes, if you're comparing those two things, physical exercise is not gonna look the same as godliness. But you know what that's like saying? That's like saying that, um, well, you know, well, yeah, a $20,000 suit doesn't seem expensive when you put it up next to a $60 million private jet because you're comparing it to something that has much more value, a private jet. But you can't tell me then that a $20,000 suit is still not expensive and valuable. It is. It's just all about what you're comparing it to. And that's what Paul was doing with Timothy regarding godliness versus physical exercise. Well, of course, physical exercise. God wants us to take care of this body that he gave us, 
to be good stewards of this physical body. Of course he does. Of course he doesn't want us dying early because we eat the wrong way and because our bodies are filled with diseases and sicknesses that were brought upon by uh, a lack of care, a misuse of our bodies and a misappropriation of wisdom. Well, of course we should be taking care of these physical bodies. They're the temple of the Holy Ghost. Let me ask you this. Would, do you think God would rather have you minister and live for him for a long period of time or a short period of time? Well, of course, anybody would answer a long period of time. And so because that's the case, one of the things that holds Christians back from being uh, running long and strong is they've never taken care of their physical body. Let me say this to you. Don't wait for there to be a crisis before you take care of yourself. And I'm not just talking about your body. Don't wait for a crisis in your mind. Don't wait for an attack that's suicidal. Don't wait for chronic depression to take care of your mind and renew it and take care of your mind and gain access to the mind of Christ and the ways and thoughts of God. Don't, don't wait until then in order to take control. Don't, don't wait. Don't wait until your spirit tries to be under attack. Take care of your spirit. Take care of your soul. Take care of your body. Be wise. God has given you wisdom. He's given you instructions in his word. There's, there's instructions in the word about how you should eat. I mean, you think about it, about how you should take care of your physical body and your mind and your spirit. And God wants you to have three dimensional victory. He wants you to walk today in three dimensional victory. You've got to see, because he doesn't want your spirit to be full of power and your mind to be overtaken by depression, anxiety, panic attacks, and suicidal thoughts. That's not what God's desire is. And listen, God doesn't want you to be prospering in spirit, prospering in soul, having joy and peace, but then your physical body's destroyed. He doesn't want you living in a place where you know, you're know you saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. You're living in joy and peace, but you're racked with arthritis and you're racked with type two diabetes and cancer. And that's not God's plan. God's plan is that you walk in victory in every area of your life. That spirit, soul, and body. You've got to have three-dimensional victory in your life. Without question, God will anoint you. And I'm going to pray for those of you that are watching in just a moment. God's going to anoint you to walk in victory in every area of your life. I truly believe as we're stepping into what God has planned for 2020, that we're going to see an acceleration of his power as we press in, an acceleration of his glory in our lives as we press in, and we will see the manifest power of God in our families, in our homes, in our bodies, in our relationships, because God's positioning us for the greatest year we've ever seen in 2020, and things are getting ready to turn in our favor more than they ever have before, and we'll see the exponential blessings of God in our lives without question. So those of you that are watching, I want you to bow your head. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm praying for every man and woman that's watching this broadcast today. Those that the enemy has tried to attack them and take them out. I pray for them today by the power of the Holy Ghost that you would touch them in their spirit man. Let their spirit man be supernaturally empowered today. Father, for those that are believing for their mind to receive a touch, I take authority over depression, anxiety, fear, panic, suicidal thoughts. I command them to leave today in Jesus' name. Let God arise and every enemy be scattered in the name that's above every name. Blow your breath from heaven today, Lord, and blow every wicked thing from our minds. 
and for our physical bodies, Lord, those that are struggling in the, in the physical realm, I pray that you would touch them, bring a healing virtue into their body today and make blood disease. Every wicked thing that's been sent against your people, I take authority over today and I loose the healing virtue of heaven into their bodies in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I give you praise, glory, and honor and thanks for what you're doing in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say amen. If you're watching, put it in the comments, throw some emoji hands up. Amen. You receive it today. I'm excited. There's so much taking place so quickly. Christ is coming and we're working as hard as ever before to get the gospel out. I want to encourage those of you on this first day of October, those of you that are watching to sow a seed instructions on how you can sow a seed today. You can go to miracleword.com and you can sow there or partner with us. You can use PayPal and, uh, and you can send your, your seed or your offering at info at miracleword.com. If you use cash app, it's dollar sign miracle word. Or if you're in Facebook or Periscope, you can easily put hashtag donate right into the comments section and you can sow a seed that way. However you do it, I want to encourage you to sow that seed today by faith and believe God that your October, November, and December, things are getting ready to ramp up to another level in Jesus' name. That whatever you've been believing for is quickly coming to pass in the name that's above every other name. And so, Lord, we ask you now to speak a word to every person that's watching. Give them an instruction from heaven as to what you'd have them to sow and give in this broadcast today. And Lord, as we hear that instruction from you, we'll be faithful to do it. And we thank you, Lord, that our blessing is coming back. We will overflow financially by the power of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Lord, and give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I want to say thank you to every person that's sowing. So now that we're going back into um, these nations, I'm making plans even to have our books translated. Right now, uh, we have blood on the door that's being translated into Portuguese as we're on this broadcast right now. It's being translated. Uh, My plan is to have every book translated into Portuguese and Spanish as well as English so that we can, no matter what nations we're touching in Central, South America, um, it, they'll have something in their language to receive this revelation. And so um, I'm excited, man. I'm pumped up about what God's doing. And I appreciate every one of you that stand with Carolyn and myself as partners. And, and let me tell you how important partnership is. It, 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 number one, it gives us access to the overflow and blessing of God that he has planned for our life. But number two, it ties us together in function and in calling. And together, the strength that God gives us, we can go and reap the harvest that God's called us to reap. But understand, God has a plan to bless every family and place us into the overflow. But he gives us this seed time and harvest system in order to step into that blessing. And so I'm believing with you that no matter what kind of debt has been held over your head before this year, that God will cancel and erase that debt put you into a debt-free place, and then finally start bringing you into the overflow where you're building wealth in the kingdom of God. And you'll be a blessing to your generation, and you'll be an asset, not a liability. Your children will be blessed. 
your children will overflow as will your grandchildren. And the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord goes to a thousand generations. So I want to say thank you to every person that's sowing. Once again, miracleword.com, PayPal, which is info at miracleword.com, Cash App, dollar sign miracle word and then hashtag donate for periscope and facebook if you are listening to this on the podcast today i want you to go into the description of the podcast you can click the link directly in the description to sow a seed uh wherever you're watching from i love you guys so much let me say one more thing before we go and that is this i so believe in what God has called us to do through Miracle Word University. I so believe in the courses that God's allowed us to produce already. And new courses are coming before the end of the year. But I want to encourage those of you that are watching, if you've never gotten a chance to check out Miracle Word University, you can go to MiracleWordU, the letter U, dot com. That's Miracle word, the letter U, dot com, and check those courses out. We currently have three courses available for you. Number one, the course on the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. We answer many common questions that people have about speaking in tongues and being baptized in the Holy Ghost as well as the power of the Holy Spirit, all these different questions on divine healing. And then finally, we have a course on answered prayer, how to have your prayers answered, how to walk in the power of answered prayer, and the things that hold your prayers back from being answered, prayers that God doesn't hear. These courses will not only build your faith, will put you into a place of understanding and truth so you can operate at a new level. I can't tell you how many people have written in and told us, Man, I've been in church for 20 years and I've never heard these things before. How have I never heard this? It's the power of God now being made available by revelation. The Bible says you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So I want to encourage you before I go to check it out at miraclewordu.com and you can browse through the courses and the modules within each course. Take a look at the videos that are available and I know it'll be a blessing to you. Here's what we did because we did not want this to be an expensive thing to where people couldn't afford it. And, you know, it was a place where it's not, you know, you look at some online Bible training courses and it's like, man, that one's a thousand dollars. That one's a 2000, that one's $750. We wanted to make it accessible to you no matter where you're at. So every course that we have in the university is only $69 for five hours of teaching per course, $69. And for those of you that would like to even do it over a two month period, you can do $35 a month uh, for those courses. I wanna encourage you to get involved today. Go check it out, get involved today. It will bless you and you will gain knowledge, wisdom and understanding and you'll not be destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And I know that it'll put you on a new level. I love you guys so much. Appreciate you watching. Don't forget tomorrow, uh, this is going to be starting at 9.30 a.m. versus 10.30 as we're going to be driving to the television studio to be on uh, Faith Broadcasting Network for the next three days. So I want you to join Carolyn and myself tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. on. Uh, we're going to do our best to be on Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope again together. I love you guys. Have a phenomenal day, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.